Today I wanted to pass on one of the most valuable lessons as a leader, that you can't and shouldn't try to do it all on your own. When you read about great leaders, it is easy to think they're a one-person tsunami of activity, single-handedly driving the business forward with their vision, rhetoric and inspiration. This is not true. More accurately, it is not a true reflection of the situation. Who are the people that come to mind? Jobs, Bezos, Goldberg, that's Whoopi, not the wrestler, to name a few. These individuals are the shining lights of leaders in the modern world, but newsflash, you shouldn't look to them for leadership guidance. Whoa, what? You're probably thinking, have you been smoking your socks, Brendan? These are great leaders. Why shouldn't we learn from them? Being frank, they are not great teachers. Unless you are leading a multi-billion dollar business, the lessons they are giving are too abstract. Yes, there is wisdom in hearing what they have to say, but how do you then apply that to your situation? The answer is with difficulty. A better solution is to seek out the leaders who are in positions you want to get to and learn what they are doing. This is more tangible and relatable. They may be less high profile, but that doesn't matter. If these individuals help fast track you to become an accomplished leader, that is all that matters. Having been through this exercise myself, I discovered that all accomplished leaders have great teams around them. Using a sporting analogy, what initially looked like golf, so a solo sport, i.e. a single person leading, was more closely aligned to cycling at the Tour de France, a team sport, and ergo a team supporting the leader. For those unfamiliar with cycling, the Tour de France is the pinnacle of the road cycling calendar and involves a three-week race around France. From the outside, each team of seven looks like individuals competing under the banner of a team. This couldn't be further from the truth. Within the team, there is a GC, so general classification rider, who is effectively the captain, the person who calls the shots. The other six will have specialisms, sprinting, mountain climbing or lead out, but their sole objective is to help their GC rider finish first over the three weeks. That's it. The whole team is focused on one individual, each putting in superhuman efforts for the overall benefit of the team. Whilst it appears like a solo sport, I would argue road team cycling is the ultimate team sport. Six guys focusing on helping their GC rider finish first at the end of three weeks. This is simplifying the tactics, nuances and efforts enormously, mind you. Whilst I would love to go into detail about cycling, you haven't subscribed to a cycling newsletter, so I will move on. Let me just say it's probably mind-blowing. So what does this have to do with you and your leadership? You can't do it all on your own, no matter how good you are. You need to build a great team around you. The person the team looked to in a time of need, for a decision, for advice. You are the focal point, yes but the efforts of the collective will propel the team forward under your leadership and guidance. You can see this in a LinkedIn post I wrote recently. How do you build a great team around you? There are long-established schools of thought around forming teams, think Tuckman, and the roles needed within a team, think Belbin. That's not going to move the needle for you, though. Instead, understanding what you need is imperative. Here are three points to remember when building your team. Number one, do not build in your image. This is an easy mistake to make, but please don't let it be you. Hiring in your image means you end up with clones of yourself. Great, you may think, but you'd be wrong. Just ask the CIA. As Matthew Said explained in his excellent book Rebel Ideas, the 9-11 attacks in America should have been avoided. Unfortunately, there was a severe lack of cognitive diversity, a difference in thinking. All the CIA analysts were from MIT, Harvard and Stanford and were educated in a similar vein of thinking. Had there been a variety of individuals, it is highly likely the dots would have been joined and the attacks avoided. 
As an example, I know I can't recruit team members in my image. There are so many reasons why, but the one that sticks out is this. If I recruit people I like and mirror me, we'd end up with the world's greatest vision and strategy, but we wouldn't get anything done. I'm being flippant, but the point still stands. Having replicas of you may sound like a great idea, but you will end up with more problems, as point two explains. Number two, hire for your gaps. The purpose of building a great team around you is so they fill the gaps you have. Whether it be subject matter expertise, technical skills, or experience in a particular field, bringing in individuals who can help with your blind spots is vital. It all starts with identifying the blind spots. What are you not good at? What are your weaknesses? Treat these as opportunities, not downsides. By hiring great talent to fill a known gap means you turn a potential trap into a competitive advantage. In my world, I don't code, yet I lead a number of technical teams. This means I need to have a great number two who I can look to, lean on and trust. This is me covering my blind spot. So, what are the areas you struggle with? Who can help you plug that gap? And in turn, create an advantage for your team. Easier said than done, sure, but leaders who can leverage a growth mindset will establish stronger foundations than those who try to do it all their own way. Number three, trust more than you are comfortable with. Trust underpins teams. It creates psychological safety. It is what allows you to empower those around you. This is not unusual. If you are building a team around you, you will need to trust them from the off. Why? It encourages questioning, which leads to better decision-making, It creates goodwill and minimises miscommunication. It encourages innovation and rapid decision-making. It enhances morale. Yes, there will be some bumps in the road, but we should expect that. By trusting your teams more than you were initially comfortable with, empowers them. Your role as a leader is to provide an environment for the teams to perform at their best, and this all starts with trust. My advice? Trust more than you are comfortable with, especially in the beginning. Create a safe space for the individuals to learn, but be ready. Ready to protect them or clean up the mistakes. This is inevitable, but will result in great team cohesion and growth. Leadership can feel like a solo exploit and a lonely endeavour, but it doesn't have to be that way. Behind every special leader is a great team. Remember this, and you will always be successful. Here's to you and your teams. Cheers.